Welcome to Shutter Slam's Photography Tips with your host, photographer Craig Bechta. Today's podcast is sponsored by Shutterslam.com. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Craig Bechta here, and joining us today on the podcast is photographer Craig Lemire. Hey Craig, are you there? Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> so listen, I always find it interesting how people got started in photography and then how they took it to another level. So maybe you could tell us your personal story. Um, well, I was, a, um, I was a graphic artist all through college, and I actually, I actually went to college to be an English professor is what I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to write books for my whole life. And uh, one of my really good friends uh, asked me if I needed a part-time job, and I said, yeah, and it was in the graphics department at the college, and I, I had never even heard of Photoshop. I had no idea about any of that stuff, and uh, I said, Brooks, I, 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 can't, I don't know what I'm going to do, and he goes, don't worry. You'll get the job. I said, okay, so I interviewed for it, and then when the practical part came, uh, Brooks is the one that gave the test, and we went in his office. He shut the door, and he took my Photoshop test for me, and I got the job. And that was my introduction to Photoshop and graphics. Uh, got done with school, and I ended up, after a few jobs, uh, selling commercial insurance. And so I was an agent for about 10 years, and I hated it, but I made a bunch of money. And uh, my wife at the time was a nurse, and she was going back to school to get her nurse practitioner's license. And I just told her, I said, Stace, when you're done, I'm out. I had no idea what I was going to do. And so... Uh, Costco opened up in our town, and as kind of a creative outlet, I ended up buying a little Rebel camera, and it consumed me, just completely took over my whole life, and I knew that I was going to be a photographer. And so when Stacy got done with school, I uh, folded up my business and uh, went into photography, and that was it. Yeah, that's a cool story. So how long did it take for you to sort of build a following, and was that always your plan, or did it just kind of happen? Oh, man, no way. Like, uh, I didn't even know this kind of stuff existed. Like, I had no idea that someone could, you know, that I'd be on some podcast or that I would be speaking here or there. Like, that was never the, my intention. Like, when I got into photography, the only thing I knew is that I wanted to be a, a really good photographer in my town. You know, I, w I wanted to shoot high school seniors and family portraits and, you know, just regular stuff. All this stuff just kind of happened by chance. Yeah, it's weird because, uh, you know, there's so many photographers and you can't follow them all. And I had posted a picture somewhere and someone said, oh, that reminds me of Craig Lemire. And then, you know, you're curious. You're like, well, I've never heard of this guy. Who is he? You know, so you Google him and you're like, whoa. And so then I started following you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to start following this guy. But uh, it's just funny how you find people, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, what? Uh, it's really uh, uh, the photography communities, you know, photography is so huge. But really the community itself is really small once you get into it. It's, it's kind of crazy. So how did you sort of get into um, doing workshops and things like that? Because now I know I think you've got a few coming up. Yeah, the, like I said, um, I'd been shooting for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And uh, I, before, before photography, I had not even heard Facebook either. Like that's, that's how dumb I was. Like I, I, I didn't know anything about that stuff. And uh, so I started posting pictures on Facebook and in different groups and this and that. And then people started liking my work. And probably about a year and a half or two years in, people would write me and say, oh, I, I like your style. You know, do you teach? Do you do workshops? And 
like I said, I had no idea that that was even an option. And so I'm like, no, I don't. So about um, maybe about two, two and a half years in, Stacy and I were going to go to Vegas for a workshop for her, for one, a nursing workshop. And I said, you know what? We're going to be in Vegas. I'm just going to do it, you know? So I put my first workshop up. And uh, I, so I held my first one just in Las Vegas. I just rented someone's studio and uh, had some students and went for it. And it kind of all went from there. Uh, what I was really dumb with was as soon as I put, you know, the really funny thing is people, will, it's just like when you first start photography. When you first start shooting uh, and you're giving it away, you're the greatest photographer in the world. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you're so good. Oh, I love it, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you charge a dollar, you're not the greatest photographer in the world anymore. No. Like, oh, well, I have, I have a cousin or a sister or a brother. They'll do it for, the, for free, blah, blah, blah. It's the same with the workshops. Like Everyone was blowing smoke up my dress saying, oh, oh, we'll come. We'll do this. We'll do that. And so I was so new. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Uh, you know, I'll be you know, pushing people away. So I did my Vegas one, and I got five people. Well, it's not and too so, bad. It's better than none, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, none would have been better because if I'd have had none, I wouldn't have had to done it, and I wouldn't have did it at a loss. Yeah. And so what I screwed up when was uh, as soon as I put the Vegas one out there, I started getting invitations from different people. Oh, we'll host you. We'll host you. And you know, I got so excited that I said okay to all these workshops and so my first five i probably lost ten thousand dollars on them wow well that's yeah, not, wow. that's not good yeah exactly i'd rather had nobody how did you um, how did you manage to lose so much money just paying for venues in advance kind of thing or paying for venues you know all the trips at the time i i was taking all my this is long before any kind of company sponsorships or anything so i always had to buy all my equipment you know, and all the travel and this and that, you know, it adds up. It's easy to go in a hole. Like, it's really funny. People think there's a lot of money in workshops, but in all honesty, there's really not. There's so much more money in just being a shooter than there is in being an educator. And, you know, you have to, you have to really, really have a good following uh, in order to make your workshops work or you're better off, in my opinion, to just shoot and, and, and make money off sessions by a mile. Yeah, I guess unless people come to you, right? If you can rent a local studio cheaply and people want to come to you, then fine. But otherwise, yeah, traveling to you know somewhere like Vegas and yeah, that gets kind of expensive. I can see that happening. Yeah, but I mean, it's super fun. And after the first five, a, a lot of it is just paying your dues. Obviously, like like I said, who the heck was Craig Lemire? No one, still no one's even heard of me. Uh, you know, and so it, it took a little while for the traction to to dig in. And so after about the first five, you know, then we started to break even and then started to make a little bit of money. And now, you know, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where we can do okay. But still, even at that, it's, it's still not uh, as profitable as just being a full-time studio photographer. So what are you shooting now? Because I know you used to shoot uh, Canon. Are you shooting Nikon now? I thought I saw a Nikon on your Instagram the other day. Oh, yeah. I switched over to Nikon probably um, maybe a month and a half, two months ago now. Oh, so not that long ago. So is it the DA10 you're using now? Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, one of those uh, too. I got one about a year ago. But I, I still sh I use both, you know, but I, I do prefer. I, <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, like, I've been a Canon shooter my whole career. Um, and 
And I'd heard um, that Nikon was better in certain ways than my Canon, and uh, but I, I would never actually try a Nikon. And the reason is, is I'm I'm pretty crazy about certain things, and so. Uh, I would tell people I'm not even going to hold a, a Nikon because if a Nikon was better than my Canon, in my opinion, I would literally sell all of my Canon equipment within a day to buy the Nikon stuff because I couldn't sleep because there was something better out there yeah. than what I currently was using. And so I couldn't take that kind of loss because I was so invested in Canon. And uh, then I was lucky enough um, to be approached and given an opportunity to try out some of their equipment. And I did, and I loved it for for the way that I shoot, um, because I'm primarily a one light guy. You know, when I first started shooting, I was pretty much a four or five light guy, but my styles kind of uh, uh, change a lot. So one light is what I use, and so my images get really contrasty. And the biggest difference for me between the Canon and Nikon is the detail in the shadows that the Nikon sensor will capture. In my opinion, it is just like it kills the Canon sensor for for how I shoot, and that was why I switched. Like it was awesome. Yeah, it's got better dynamic range. It's uh, I think it's thirty six megapixels versus twenty four. I mean, even their new one, uh, I still don't think it compares sensor wise. Really, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that Nikon sensor, it was just I couldn't believe it. Like so when because I obviously shoot raw um, and. You know, I'd start pulling when, when I when I had my Canon stuff. I would, you know, start pulling the shadows up to find a detail, and and it, at certain points it would start to break up or get muddy. And you know, shooting the very same way when I was doing my tests, uh, I couldn't believe it, man. Like I'm pulling those shadows up, and there's detail coming out, and it's not breaking apart. And I would just, I couldn't believe it. I was amazed. I was like, okay, I'm done. Have you tried the 85 14G? That's a sharp lens. Yeah, I have the I have the eighty four one G, the fifty eight one four G, and the twenty four seventy uh, two point eight are the lenses I got currently. But I got I have more lenses coming. I, I'm gonna have uh, the one hundred five and the twenty four seventy, and um, that'll pretty much be the kit for now. So, what about your lighting? I see that sometimes you use Mola to use the. Uh, I love. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I've seen you use the SETI and the, I think the Demi, right? Yeah. Um, I love MOLA. Um, like I said, once again, because I shoot pretty contrasty. For me, um, I used to shoot, you know, buff dishes. Uh, they're 22-inch white ones and they're silver ones. And they were, and I, you know, I got to say, it's a good, their product's really good. When people first start shooting and they're trying to decide on beauty dishes, I tell everyone, hey, man, you know, if you're really on a budget, you know, go get a buff dish if that'll work for you. And then find out if you like that type of light. And if you like that type of light, you will eventually move on to something different. And that's how it was for me. I, I just, I love my SETI. And the reason why I got my SETI is, you know, it's a 28-inch beauty dish. And so you'll, you can shoot full length, you know, easily with that dish. And it's just the light is just so beautiful and and it's hard but yet soft. It's just amazing. And uh, the the main reason I started shooting beauty dishes, I had no idea that you even used them in a studio. You know, I'm here in Idaho and it's so dang windy here that you can't put a softbox on a light here because it will destroy it. It'll like it'll knock the it'll fall over in like two seconds. And so 
if you want to light outside, you have to use beauty dishes here because they're the only thing that can handle the wind. Yeah. It's like that where I live. I live by the ocean and it's, uh, you don't want to go out there with a seven foot umbrella. That's for sure. Yeah, no, you never do that here in Idaho. So what about um, a tip? So say maybe someone's starting, it's a hobby for them. They're thinking, I want to take this maybe part-time for starters. What would you suggest um, to go in that direction, trying to make some money from it? Um, I would, I would highly, highly suggest uh, getting a, a, a good foundation in the basics. Um, you know, I, that's one of the things that I, I see a lot of with the teaching and the speaking that I do is that it's amazing to me how many people out there really have no concept of, of the fundamentals of photography or the fundamentals of lighting or composition or those type of things. I think that if you really want to be successful and set yourself apart, that you really do have to have that foundation. And so for new people, you know, don't get caught up in all the glitz and glam stuff. Like just get to your basics, understand, you know, how light works, understand your lighting patterns, you know, understand composition. And those things will take you further because once you have a solid foundation, then that will allow you to be a real creative. Because then you can go out and you can make decisions on, okay, I want to light someone this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them in a frame here instead of just hitting that stupid button and every once in a while getting something good. And even worse, not being able to explain why your picture's good. You know, I think that's one of the things that, that, that I think is important to, to separate hobbyists from professionals is you sh- a professional should be able to tell you every part of that image. You know, I posed them this way for this reason. I lit them this way for this reason. They're composed in a frame for this reason. The color choices are X. The background is for this reason. Like, you should be able to explain every part of it, or to me, you're just messing around. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think over time, you can get there quicker, because you know pretty much what lens you want to use, what the composition should be, what the pose should be. It does, be, it does get a little quicker over time, but it's something you have to practice, really. Well, you have to. Like, you know, this photography's a trade. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's artsy-fartsy, but... It's a trade, and you can't really be good at a craft unless you are a constant practitioner of that craft. And so, if you know, everyone talks about style and and finding you know their style in photography. Well, you're never going to find that style unless like you are constantly shooting. You know, you you have to you have to work. Yeah. Do you find that you go through phases like with a different modifier where you go back to something and you go, wow, I forgot how much I like this modifier or are you pretty much just hung up or well, let's not say hung up, but you're pretty much focused on the Mola stuff right now? No. Uh-uh. Um, I shoot every, every single modifier. Um, I don't think there's any one modifier that's, that's the greatest of all modifiers. I think that modifiers are just like tools. Like, Every, every job has specific tools. And so if you have an image in your mind, you know, maybe a beauty dish won't let you capture that image. You're going to have to use a softbox. You know, maybe a softbox isn't going to work for this image in your head. You need a strip light with a grid. Yeah. You know, maybe you need a super hard light source. And so, no, I, I, I pretty much shoot everything and never really get stuck into one single thing because there's no one thing. That, that fits for every situation. Yeah, that's true. So where can people find out more about you online? Um, you can go to craiglemire.com um, or mozstudios.com. Um, my Facebook group 
is craiglemire.com plus. Um, and then my Instagram is Craig Lemire, uh, and I don't understand Twitter, so I don't have a Twitter. Yeah, I'm not very good at uh, Twitter. I have a very small Twitter following. <laughs> but here, let me spell your name just so people can get it too, because it's going to be audio. So it's Craig, same as my name, C-R-A-I-G. He's cool that way. And uh, <laughs> Lemire, L-A-M-E-R-E. Yep. So that's L-A-M-E-R-E. So if you just type that in Google, you're pro- there's probably not too many, I wouldn't think, but I'm not sure. I have, I, I don't know. I've, I've never tried it. Oh, no. I always type my name in to see where I come up in the search do engine. You re- do you really? Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, no, I don't really do that. My name's pretty rare, so I'm pretty lucky that way. It's not like there's, you know, someone, you know, like a famous football player that's got all the top spots or anything. I'm mostly scared to put my name in and see if, like, some kind of, like, uh, there's a warrant for my arrest from back in the day. So uh, you know. I don't know if that'd be on Google, though. You never know. Everything's on Google. What are you talking about? Uh, maybe Interpol or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got coming up in the, the near future? From um, I have, I'll be at WPPI. I have a couple photo walks there. Um, I'll be, if you want to like, uh, just come and say hi. I'll be at the Adorama Picks booth. Um, I, oh man, holy cow. This is like probably the, one of the hugest things that ever. The, Nikon was nice enough to ask me to... Uh, uh, speak uh on their stage so i have i have two programs on on the nikon stage which is crazy um and then after that i will be in st louis at shutterfest uh i'll be speaking at um wisconsin ppa and then at uh, at twin city ppa uh and that's what we have coming up so far um and then zara and i um are putting together uh, the Craig Lemire workshop schedule for 16. And I'm hoping to get, I think I'm going to do one in Connecticut, uh, one in Denver. Uh, and I always do one, one, the big one here in Idaho in October. Um, trying to think, I think that's, Oh, and then in November I'll be in new Orleans for a boudoir, uh, workshop with, um, a group. So that'll be cool. Yeah. So how did that, uh, Nikon thing come about? Did they just reach out to you and say, Hey, we like your work. Uh, How'd that happen? Uh, pretty much just like that. We well, just saw you on Facebook or something like that. And- uh, it's really crazy, man. Yeah, like uh, 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 one, one of the reps was friends with someone who introduced them to my work. And then he uh, looked at what I, what I was doing and then reached out and offered me an opportunity to try out their gear. And, you know, they were real up front. They said, you know, try out the gear and, and see if it works for you. And then, you know, we'll see whatever happens. And uh, they did. And I loved it. And that was pretty much how it happened. Pretty simple, you know, pretty amazing, to be honest with you. Like, like, like I said, all the things that's gone on over the past six years, unbelievable. Like, I, I never even knew any of this existed and every day is just like a new super cool thing. Like, like I'm so lucky to be able to participate in, you know, a lot of the big conferences and, you know, the list of friends that I have now, like I could be the greatest name dropper in the world, but you know, <laughs> I, it is just crazy. The people who I've been lucky enough to make friends with. And that's the coolest part about this thing, man, is just getting to meet people and not just famous artists, but I mean, it's so crazy. Awesome when you're at these conferences or you're speaking that just people come up to you and they're just so nice about just saying, 
hey, you know, I really admire your work and I, you know, that you're an inspiration of this or that. And it's just so humbling because I was, I'm still one of them. Like, I got to tell you the story. I met uh, probably one of my biggest influences starting out with Sue Bryce. Like, I was shooting Boudoir and it was okay. And then one of my good friends introduced me to Sue Bryce's work, uh, like her fine artwork, and it kind of bridged the gap of things, you know. And so, anyway, I saw her at Imaging this year, and man, I went up and had to introduce myself and just thank her for being an inspiration. And I'm not gonna lie, like I've never had anything happen to me like that in my life. Like I got all shaky and my voice got all cracked up, and I thought I was gonna freaking cry. Like, it was crazy, and you know. It's, and I'm, so I'm, I'm just like, I'm a regular guy. Like I just happen to, to produce nice pictures and, and get some lucky breaks. And, you know, it, anyone could do what I've done, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it is weird because, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think with social media, sometimes people have a bigger perception of maybe who we are. And we're all just regular people. And then it's pretty exciting when you do get to meet your influences or your idols or whatever that is. Cause you know, we, you know, maybe some people may, they might say, Hey, Craig Lemire is one of my uh, influences, but you have your own, right? So when you meet them, you're just as excited as they might be to meet you. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm totally like, uh, uh, imaging. Um, there was, uh, there was some artists who I'd really admired from a, for a long time and, and I got to meet them. And I like I totally fanboy out. Like it's like this is great. I can't believe you know. I gotta get a picture, please. Yeah, I saw that picture of you with Sue Bryce on your Instagram there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I got to meet Peter Hurley last year, so I was like, oh wow, Peter Hurley, how cool. <laughs> I met P- I met Peter twice. Uh, once at PDN two years ago at this party, and it was awesome. He was uh, and I you know I don't know Peter Hurley at all. I just met him, but uh. He was dressed up in in a Monty Python outfit with the coconuts, you know, like when you do the horse trotting. It that was pretty cool. Yeah, like a, it, was, it was cool. He's a fun guy. He's pretty entertaining. Yeah. So, any last sort of thoughts or tips that you could pass on to say somebody who's maybe uh, just sort of starting and maybe needs some inspiration? Uh, I think that I think what I just tell people is that you know. You have to like a, a thousand percent believe in yourself. You know, it's, our, our business can be pretty hard, you know, and you're going to have to grow a really tough skin, a really thick skin. So, you know, don't be influenced by, you know, social media. The number one thing I always say is when you're starting out and you're looking for critiques of your work, do not put it in any kind of Facebook group and ask for critiques. Because without fail, the people with the biggest mouths and who are the most opinionated have the crappiest work ever. And, they, 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 and so those kind of things can really hurt a, a, a shooter in the beginning, you know, or could really uh, make them feel bad about what they're doing or lose confidence. Like, like in the beginning, if you're looking for confidence, search out someone whose work you really admire and reach out to them and maybe ask for critique. But I also think that you should ask how much it would cost to get that critique because I think everybody's so busy that, that, that you shouldn't just ask people things for free, that you should you know, offer them compensation for their time. And a lot of times they won't take it. They'll just help you. But I, I think that's important for you to do that. Yeah, that's good advice. I remember when I first started out, I took a guy to lunch 
I was like, let me take you to lunch. And then we became friends. And he was like, come over to the studio. I'm doing a shoot. Come on, hang out. And then, you know, I got to go on all these shoots with him. And I'd, you know, I'd hold his light stand. And <laughs> but, you know, I picked up stuff. And I was like, I could do this. This isn't, you know what I mean? When you see someone doing it. And then you're like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? It just becomes easier when you're, when you're on set with someone. And you're like, oh, I got this. Well, I totally agree. Like me, I'm like, I'm not really a great... I, I can't really read about what to do and comprehend it super well that if I can see or, or watch someone, just like you said, watch someone, how they're lighting something or how they're posing something, then it sticks because I, I can understand it at that point. And so I totally get that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So let's talk about where we can find you again online, just uh, because this is audio, people might already have forgotten. Um, I'm sure they have. I'm, I've I bet just you, me, and my mom are listening to this thing. Well, no, um, when this goes live, it, it, no, I'm going to try to make it big. But <laughs> uh, So, okay, uh, craiglemaire.com, mozstudios.com, and, and my Facebook group, which is probably the best place, is craiglemaire.com plus. Dot com plus. Oh, and then I have another, uh, one last thing I kind of want to talk about a little bit is... Sure. Uh, my friend Matthew DeBody and I are putting together, we're starting a little project called Moz and the Body. And what we're going to do is we're actually uh, taking people's questions in and we're going to like kind of do kind of similar thing that you're doing right here as far as answering people's questions and doing interviews with people and just and putting out a lot of free content for, for uh, newer photographers to, to help them out. And we'll be launching that pretty soon. And that'll be mozandthebody.com. Cool. All right. I just want to say thanks so much, Craig, because I'm a, a fan of your work as well. And so I was kind of excited when, you know, because you never know. You say, hey, Craig, you want to do an interview? You don't know if they're going to say yes or not. <laughs> but it's been working out pretty good so far. But I just want to say thanks. Hey, I super appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's super flattering and uh, no problem. Great. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Shutter Slams Photography Tips with your host, photographer Craig Bechta. We'll see you next time.